The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, September 10th. It's going to be cooler today than it was yesterday, or so they say. We'll find out about that, but we've got a show full of action for you today. From the ocean salmon to the kokanee at Bullard's Bar and everything in between or around the fires that are burning throughout California right now, we've got some great action, exciting times, and some cooler temperatures coming your way. So action is going to start changing. This is the fall, folks. This is when things start to transition. The fish start getting in the spawn mode, whether they're the ocean salmon, whether they're ocean or landlocked kings or kokanee salmon, everything's moving into that spawning mode. Everything gets aggressive when the waters and temperatures start to cool. Get ready. It's about to bust loose for a lot of you all over the place. If it hasn't started yet, it will soon. Let's go now live to San Francisco Bay and let's climb on board with one of the best out of Berkeley Marina. <laughs> Captain James Smith of the California Dawn one and two joins us live right now. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Sap. Tell us about it, guy. I know you had some wind this week. What's the action like? And is it transition time in the ocean, too? Yeah, well, we did have some wind this week. It kept us, you know, near shore. We uh, finished up our salmon season on Monday, and we did uh, rock cod, link cod, a little bit of halibut along the coast. Fared really well. Had anywhere from over a fisher rod to limits on the lings. And that's just a sign of what's happening um, offshore. Today, I, we got flat weather in the ocean, flat for the flat, flat for the next couple of days. We're uh, doing the whole transition thing out of the islands. I think these things are going to chew. The water is warm. It's not, you know, always what you see out there, the conditions wise. But anytime that water warms up in the, in the 60s there, man, it's like, they're just chewing the paint off the bottom of the boat. So the rock cod fishing out there, I, from what I've heard, uh, was wide open. This uh, The guys that did brave it out there this week was just absolutely lights out. The link cod fishing, obviously, it's solid. Um, we're going to go up to our little honey hole today where the uh, you know the, the fish are gathering to spawn. So there's, there's a lot of big link cod that are going to be on the chew. And um, I'm waiting to capitalize on it. Well, it won't surprise me one bit if you do. James, this being transition time, everything starts to change inland, but it is changing out there too with our salmon starting to dissipate. Now you said you're off salmon now, but I bet if a big school showed up out there, you'd probably jump right back into the action, wouldn't you? Yeah, we'll still offer it. And there's guys, you know, out of my port and other ports that are still fishing the salmon. Um, you know, on a really good day, the guys are getting a fish a rod or even a tiny bit better. I can tell you this, the fish right now are big. So if you do choose to come out salmon, you know, don't expect to be back at home having lunch with the wife at noon. You know, you're going to have to grind them out, make every bite count, and uh, plan on if you're going to get a fish here, it's going to be, you know, high teens, 20s, maybe even 30 pounds, maybe even 40. It's that time of year where the fish are lining up. They're waiting to get a little 
sniff of their fresh water before they hit the road. But uh, there are fish going up. We've uh, we did a um, one of the guys in the association did a tracking program with the state and uh, seeing the salmon steadily heading up up the gate. So we are losing fish here by the day. The river guys are getting them by the day, but uh, everything's in full fall transition mode, and it, it's pitch black dark out here too. I can't wait to set the clocks back. It's uh, but it, you can tell it's fall right now. It's got that fall ocean feel flat ocean and uh you know links and rock cod are biting and uh, the big salmon are are chewing a little bit well james uh, i think a lot of people think that you and i must talk every minute of every day because i got a call yesterday and it wanted to know what the dawn one was going to be fishing for and what the dawn two was going to be fishing for how do you guys decide what you're going to be going after are you just targeting the best opportunities are you spreading it out so that they can go wherever they want you know, we target the best opportunities. I mean, this boat here fishes a lot of salmon during the summer, and I have a lot of regulars that are just waiting for us to transition into fall rock cod mode, fishing the islands. That is just, it's just so much fun. You you get that good fall weather this time of year. Once things start cooling off, we don't have these giant massive heat waves where the where the winds get pulled through the through the bay. We start getting good weather out there, like consistent days where, you know, where normally you'd fish, you know, a couple of days of good weather and you can make the islands and, and you know, mostly crummy. And now it's going to turn into mostly good and just a few crummy days here and there. So we're pretty excited for the transition. It's a little bit more of a ride for us, but boy, um, you could drop in and pretty much tell people, okay, 20 seconds down, throw it in gear and start reeling. It's exciting. So we're, uh, we're fired up to go out here today. It's, uh, it'll be my personal first trip out here to the island this season. And, uh, you know, like I said, the crew, everybody, we're all, we're all excited. Looking forward to some good rock and link cod fishing. I'll bet they just jump on you when you get out there this time. James, what's the number one bar you're dropping out there? What seems to wake up those lings better than anything? You know, other than a live yeah. chunk of dead fish on the other end of it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to drift frozen sardines today and mackerel. My other boat is going to stop and catch live sand dabs. And that's that's a bait of choice, that the sand dabs. But uh, we have a lot of choice frozen bait. And I got a little light suddenly, so it should move the boat along, along enough to elevate the baits and keep them out of the rock. So that's kind of the key thing. you got to look at your conditions. And, uh, you know, when the boat's parked and stands still, you need a live bait to uh, fish the bottom. But if guys, you know, bring out swim baits, they work good. Uh, bars especially work good this time of year because the lingcod get, you know, they get pretty territorial. They get on a spot, prime spot, spawning and, and uh, getting a female to cuddle with. They do not like leaving their rocky spot. In fact, they, they, they kind of slide in from the deep water, move up into the shallows, and that's where we're banging them. So uh, bars work good, 8 to 12 ounces. I'd like to say if you get too light, you can't get through the rockfish. Um, and just to give you some sort of idea, you know, a lot of spots of rock cod we're fishing on are like 100 feet of solid fish when you drop down. So uh, <laughs> just to give you a sheer volume, I might be fishing over a school that's 100 feet thick, or 100 feet tall by, you know, 100 feet wide. And that might be one spot of fish. So 
a lot of fish out here at the That's island. a bunch of volunteers uh, who want to be a fish taco oh, is oh, what yeah. that is. There's, they're going to get yeah. consumed by hey, something. Don't you guys wish bass and kokanee scored like that? Bad. Oh, my God. No, kokanee, kokanee do every now and then. It kind of makes it easy. Marilyn and I did that up at Flaming Gorge one time. We went in a circle till we tied every downrigger, every line, <laughs> everything, everything had together. To I said, okay, let's just cut it all off and start all over again. Well, James, yeah. you, you got the best of all the worlds going on out there right now, folks. You have the opportunities for king salmon and some of the greatest rock and lingcod action you're going to experience during the year. Climbing on board with the California Dawn 1 or 2, you can take out parties. You can take out groups. You can go out just with your friend or your buddy or by yourself. James, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out there and share in the action. Sure. The number here, 510-417-5557. Check us out on the web, California.com. Dot com and also on Facebook and Instagram, California Dawn Sport Fishing. You got it, partner. We appreciate you being there for us. Have a great weekend, and I hope you freeze your butt off out there while the rest of us are still recovering from what's going on in here. Yeah, a nice, chilly 67-degree day. I love it. Thanks, yeah. guys. Have All a right. great show. Have a good one, James. And just think about this. It was 119 at my house this week. We'll be right back after this short break. You guys know how it works out here on California Sportsman. Take care. There's a lot more coming your way right after this. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com hi this is seth to tell you about my favorite car deal and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat 
www.buyfourford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And God Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all out to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at God Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, Mr. Brown, uh, I have a question for you. Are you going fishing ever again? I, I fished mean, Wednesday night. You're it was your, 109 degrees. You're out of your freaking mind. No, Are I was you kidding. I walked outside. It was 110, 113 well, last week. I turned right it was around. Our, it was our last little Wednesday night tournament they had at full. So they have them throughout the summer. I would have gone Wednesday. by, thrown my money at them and left. No, the funny part was is I hooked the boat up about 830 in the morning and parked it in front of the house because I knew if I had to go out about one in the afternoon <laughs> too and hook my it. boat up, I wouldn't go. It was yeah. too darn hot. So I got up bright and early, hooked the boat up and just parked it in front of the house. So. Was it cooler on the water? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sun reflects it, right off of that, doesn't at it? At 70 mile an hour, you would hit these hot air pockets running across the lake it was like being in a hair dryer <laughs> yeah that's how it was in vacaville all day long yeah i actually went out to the shed and turned on a fan out there and i thought oh this will really help keep me cool right now it was like a furnace blowing well at when me you were sending stuff. me 119 degree uh photos from your uh, temperature gauge at the house i was at bodega bay in 65 degree weather eating lunch yeah that was the best call i could have made last sunday i saw the photo and you're eating at uh one of the gourmet bay right there Ganoches or whatever it is was where we gourmet were. bay right yeah. there on the uh, yeah no that's where we went and had lunch it was great and you know sat by the water went down on the dock and then drove up captain the rick or anybody uh, coming sorry, in sorry captain rick's boat but didn't see captain rick yeah captain rick's probably up at the fish store at well the, 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 the boys were cleaning the boat so i knew rick was already gone <laughs> Well, speaking of boats, I got a guy sitting on hold waiting for us right now that has been out attacking fish. Let's hook up now with the man himself from Hooked Up Sport Fishing, Captain Steve Mitchell. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, what's it been like out there on the water? It sounds real quiet at your place today. Oh uh, yeah, well, we got a we got a late start today. We're going out instead of uh going out on uh salt today, we're going to go out sturgeon fishing. Hey, Kent, um, we got a guide going out later in the day. We might have to book this guy. That way we don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, because if you had a guide service called Crack at Noon Guide Service, you would have oh, trips booked. Books, at, solid. Book solid. Yeah. No question. Crack at 10, crack at noon, somewhere we, around we there. We fish from 11 to 2. 11 to and 2. And serve you lunch. Then you got a trip. Well, we have lunch, and then we drink cocktails on the way back to the dock yeah, and clean you your have, fish. You can have the cocktail. Yeah, it'd be great. Captain, sturgeon fishing, is you left it fishing great. Is it going to be fishing great when you go back to it? Like, I don't know the answer to that. Oh, yeah, it is. It it never really ever stops up this year round. It's just you got some better months to where the fish just want to chew. And uh, 
September, October, November is always really great months to fish for sturgeon. So my second boat uh, is definitely will be up there trying to, you know, dig into that. And so today we're going to go out on the first trip and try to see if we can get it in. We just got a later start this morning because normally we would be there right now about to leave or come to docks or whatever. But got a late start this morning and, uh, Hopefully we'll be able to get it in and make it happen. Are the techniques that you use uh, early or later in the season the same as you would use right now for catching sturgeon? Are you going to just fall back on exactly what has worked in the past? Because you guys have been off the water now for what? two Off the sturgeon now for about two or three months. Yeah, that would be the same thing. It would just be, you know, basically picking up from where we left off at. Nothing ever changes, you know, other than the, the areas where we're going to fish at. Of course, with this heat, these fish will not be in no shallow water or anything like that. They're going to be in the deep pockets and everything like, you know, uh, right outside of Pittsburgh, those 90-foot holes or whatever, because, of course, at the bottom of the holes, that's where the water is the coolest at. So, of course, they'll all, you know, huddle up in that and hang around up in that area for a good while, at least up until about December or so once that water starts to cool off. Are they, is there going to be any result of the full, we got a full moon going this weekend right now. So obviously there's going to be a lot of night, light in the evenings. Is this an opportunity for these fish to really start moving around and feed at night like happens in the lakes or are they still feeding mostly in the daytime? Well, it don't matter with sturgeon. I don't know. You know, before I ever was a captain running a charter boat or anything like that, I never used to fish for sturgeon in the daytime, you know, but uh, they bite extremely well at nighttime. It seems like your larger fish bite at nighttime, like black bass fishing and stuff. But for whatever reason or another, uh, they bite all throughout the day or whatever. But, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think we we have, a, you know, the same amount of fish coming in the day as as we do in the night, you know, just – Maybe the grade may be a little bit different, but they'll bite the same. Well, those fish aren't seeing the bait down there at the bottom. They're obviously using their senses, their lateral line, their whiskers, and everything else to zoom in on the bait and take it. That might be why just they're opportunistic feeders, kind of like Kent and I. If there's a buffet out there, we're going to grab something off of it. You can bet it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I, you know, I always tell guys, you know, if you really want a good opportunity at getting those type of these type of fish, now would definitely be the time because uh, during the during summer months they're highly active. You know, it's just a little difficult fishing for them in the summertime because of all the wind or whatever. You'd be you'd have to probably like fish uh, an incoming tide because you have that west wind always blowing up in there and on the outgoing tide to be blowing and blowing in your face and everything. And the boat is swinging all around and. That doesn't seem to work too well, like when you're trying to lead a bite. But when you got that incoming tide, it's blowing off the bow, so it helps keep you straight. And uh, if you're in them, you sure will be in them. You can get them in, you know. So that's what I'm looking forward to today, you know, well, about noon time. Man, if I was you, I would have been looking forward to today since yesterday. Getting up late, getting a late start, get out there and have a great day on the water. <laughs> and and with the skills that you guys have nowadays and the great baits that you have nowadays, you're right. The bite is on year-round. The only responsibility we have is making sure we get it to the boat for that client and then either releasing it and letting it fight again or taking one home that's of the right range right now. 
Steve, give yeah. them all the hookup information they need so they can get out with you. If whether they want to chase some king salmon, last shots out there, whether they want to start chasing sturgeon in the Delta or wherever you're going next, because it's transition time for everybody. You could be on Rock and Ling next week too, couldn't you? Oh yeah, well we're we're definitely starting our mooching uh, our mooching for the king salmon right now because it's actually a good time to start doing that, you know. So if any guys want to get out there and do some old school mooching, we'll be the boat for you. But we're also running our rock and link car trips out there out there to the Carolines and everything, and those trips are always good, high producers and. You know, everybody go home with a big bag of fish and a couple of nice wings or whatever, and it just gets better as time goes on from this point on. So you guys want to get out on the other bigger boat, the Malia Kai, got a group of 12 or even bigger, we can satisfy you on that note, take you guys out there and get you guys in some good fish. Or even if you just want to catch some king salmon, go mooching. We can go do that, too. That's a blast to something different. Mooching is my favorite way to fish. Makes you pay attention to what's going on on the end of your line. Yeah, and the fish that comes on the end of that line are generally all big boys. That's right. So we've been mooching. Bass fishermen have been mooching for years. <laughs> hey, dude, you got gas money? <laughs> Starting with Ski Reese. <laughs> exactly. He was he was the king of the moochers. Except I'm, I'm out of gas on the side of the freeway, oh, and I got a flat tire. What can we do? Yeah, can you help me? It's going to be hot out there, boy. <laughs> Captain Steve Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Great opportunities for you to get out right now, especially now that the water's starting to cool out towards the Delta and everywhere else, and the temperatures are cooling with it. Steve, give him the hookup. All right, guys. Yeah, I can definitely be reached at 707-655-6736, or you can reach me on the web at hookedupsportfishing.com, and that hook is spelled H-O-O-K-D, not E-D. Or you can find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram, Hooked Up Sport Fishing SF Charters on Facebook, or just straight up Hooked Up Sport Fishing on Instagram. By the way, give me a call. Let's make it happen. Steve Mitchell, Hooked Up Sport Fishing. If you haven't figured that one out, give him that phone number one more time, Steve. Yes, yeah, 707-655-6736. All right, Captain, have a great day on the water for Sturgeon today. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your show. Take care. You do the same. Hey, you know, last week we had a guy on the air with us uh, from Slabs Only Guide Service, Guide Brandon Ellis, Braden Ellis. He was uh, Get the, guy, the name right with this crew, or yeah, they're going to crucify you. He's filled some guys. They come <laughs> after you, man. There's no question about it. Hey. The guy was catching fish a couple of weeks ago. I said, we got to get this guy on the show. Last week he came on and he joined us and he started telling us the techniques and what he's going to do. And 30 minutes after he got off the radio show, he it hooked was up. It was a slab only. It's slab only. Nine and a half pounder and a guy next to him. Well, I'll let him tell you. Caught one even bigger. Listen to this. Good morning, guys. It's Braden Ellis with Slabs Only Guide Service. Wanted to give a quick report on Folsom Lake. I was out there this past weekend, and despite the heat and all the people, we did manage to land one nice fish, and I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about that. I was just um, I was just doing my thing down in the channel, down deep, trolling, um, and I actually I didn't have any tray bait, so I was I was basically just stuck with plugs, so I just put two plugs on and tried to make the best out of it, and shortly after I got off the show with you guys, I had a big takedown, and it happened to be a nine-and-a-half-pound king, and um, 
we, we got that fish in, landed, weighed it, and, uh, yeah, it was right at nine and a half pounds, and I talked to a guy out on the lake, and he landed a 13.9 pounder as well, and that's the only two fish I heard of, but, um, there's definitely still fish to be had, you just gotta work hard for them and put, put your time in for sure, and make sure the whole time you're out there fishing, just be fishing good and fishing hard and focusing on your depth and dropping on marks, dropping into structure, but of course stay out of it. But um, that's where the fish are at. I still think they're a little scattered, but with all this heat and especially all that boat traffic, um, it's pretty tough. So you just cover ground and put your time in is the best I could say. So good luck out there. And if anybody is interested, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Slabs Only Guide Service. And my cell phone is 530-718-6096. Thanks, guys. Good luck. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marinas seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for you know, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle. Open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. France offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for 
salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's Killer Fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. You know, taking your new RV out for the very first time can be a little intimidating. It may seem like there's simply too much to remember. But don't worry, the list of things that scare you will shrink after time with a little knowledge and experience. For your first time, these tips are going to help you make the most of your campground stay. First of all, don't even think about leaving without some advanced planning. The best thing you can do to ensure the smooth camping trip is to plan it all in advance. More and more people are enjoying RV travel, making campground reservations even more important just like your fishing and angling reservations that need to be made, too. If you're planning a visit to a first-come, first-served campground, you'll want to do a little research to determine the best time to show up in order to snag a site. It's always a good idea to touch base with the campground off the day before you head out on your trip to verify your reservation or verify what time that you can check in. Even if you plan to arrive early, something unexpected could happen and you don't want to roll up to a locked gate after a long day's drive. You know, it's really important to learn your rig, too. Practice using your RV systems before you leave home. This includes the landing gear, the levelers, slide outs, as well as the hitching and unhitching of trailers if necessary. But don't forget driving and parking practice, too, especially backing up. We've arrived at campgrounds with pull-through site reservations to find that there was a mix-up and we had to back in. If you're a newbie, you don't want to back a big RV too far without a little practice. So check it out. And the other thing to check out is to have a checklist. While you're practicing with your rig, make a checklist for packing, arrivals, and departures. You don't need a lot of gear. You don't need to enjoy everything you own to have a great camping trip, but you'll need some essentials. Create a checklist of some items. Setting up the RV at the campground, you'll want to include things like deploy the jacks or the levelers, chalk the wheels, plug in the power, connect the water and sewer, Turn on the air conditioner if needed. Open the sides. Turn on the water heater. Turn on the LP gas. This itemized checklist will help you go much more smoothly into your campsite and with a lot more confidence. You can also use that list of everything in reverse when you're departing to make sure everything's taken care of. And one last thing, campground etiquette. Remember, even though you can't, might not be able to see your neighbors in the campground, they aren't that far away. Be mindful when you're playing music or watching TV outside or telling stories around the campfire. 
Most importantly, observe the quiet hours. It's usually found on a sign or during check-in, and usually around 9 or 10 at night. Everything should start quieting down. Should start quieting down. Yeah, like I said, it should start quieting down, but it doesn't also. If you're on top of your game, maybe your neighbors will be on top of their game too. Just be prepared when you head out for your first time. And you know what? Maybe your second, third, and fourth time too. That's your tips for the week from California Sportsman. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and the huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Further, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. Lots going on. And, uh, you know, it must be nice to be young, to be a young captain out there uh, Friday fishing for stripers. Today, maybe fishing king salmon, and then maybe tomorrow, Bullard's Bar. How do you keep going at that pace? Let's find out from the man himself from Outcast Guide Service. Captain Justin Leonard joins us live. Good morning, Justin. Well, let's push the right buttons here and make it all happen. Well, get me Justin back as soon as you can, if you would, please. Justin is... uh here he comes well, I'm in. Glad right there's now. nobody yelling at you for messing things up today. Nah, me mess something up? <laughs> Never gonna happen. I had the right button. I think we all pushed at the same time. Art. Line one, line one, they keep saying. Dude. Line one, Justin, are you with me now? I'm with you now. Captain Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service finally crawls through the lines here at the station and we get the word out. Are you really going to three different places in three different days? Yeah. Oh, so how was Stripers yesterday? It was pretty good fishing. Um, we had a good little outgoing side bite. Um, up, I started out on deep divers and fished the whole West Bank, and then uh, that tide just got to be ripping so badly. So I put on the salad divers, got close to the bank, kind of where all those little uh, rips and tide breaks, I guess, you know, back eddies, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, are. water yeah. falling out of the tulies. You love water falling out of the tulies, don't you? Exactly. And I got up there on those little current breaks and fishing shallows and rattle traps right up on the bank and we got into a good little bite doing that and that was kind of the ticket for us but there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on deep diving um out there deep i think just the tide was ripping a little bit too fast and the water clarity is pretty poor but um bite worked out shallow and you know it's, it's a day-to-day basis but it's good to put down both and see what's going to go well it's nice to know that striper action's going on out there and then today your target was going to be kings are you making it out for the kings today in the river yeah, we're up on the Feather River fishing the guys and trying to get these suckers to go. I understand that there is a pile of fish stacked up someplace, but nobody knows where it's at. Yeah, so uh down there below Boyd Pump above Verona and just, you know, those bigger, deeper holes, more predominant holes, there's a whole pile of fish down there. But um personally, I think they're all sick. I think they got the gill rot going on, and they're not really moving. The, nobody can get them to bite. Um We've tried everything, and the only way to get them is jigs and 
most guys are not getting them yeah. in the mouth. Or, and when they you know, jig, the they thing. usually end up snagging them in the tail or the side or wherever. And exactly. uh, not really a sporting way of catching fish. I guess it's a way of taking meat for poachers, but uh, not very sporting for sure. Well, Justin, uh, with all these fish that have been in the ocean that are moving into the systems, they're obviously going to come one way or another, one day or another, they're going to start making the moves. And if they're sitting in there starting to get diseased because of the warm water, that's Mother Nature at her best, I guess, taking care of business for us. But we need these fish back. We need them to spawn, and we need these cooler temperatures. With these 80 and 85 and 90-degree temperatures we're going to have, is that going to allow the water to cool down enough at night to start seeing a change in temp? Yeah, up here it's going to be cooling down in like the mid-50s, which is definitely going to help. I'm looking at 63 right now on the upper feather. Um, so it's not unbearable. It's just a matter of these fish getting here. It's 80 degrees in Knights Landing and downtown Sacramento. You're you're looking at, you know, high 70s. So it's just a matter of the fish actually getting to this point. But once they're here, they should be safe and okay. And uh, the guys fishing yesterday said they definitely saw some fish moving on this full moon. And I know there's more fish coming. Um, but there was an increase in influx in numbers, you know, just down river here. So I'm going to give this another couple minutes, and we're going to jump just down river and go look for some of those fresher movers. Well, you're over. moon's helping. Are you down near the uh, the spillway, the lineup of all the guys on there? Or are you at the split, the north or the south uh, run off the uh, after bay? Yeah, I'm just I'm just below the outlet here, and I'm looking. We got seven or eight boats in the outlet itself, and then we got two or three of us down here on the flat. This time of year, there'd be fish flopping around and rolling all over the surface out there and 50 guys along the shore. What do you see on the shore today? Uh, about 50 guys. <laughs> and the only thing There's splashing some... are lures, or are there any fish jumping and rolling just to keep things exciting? You know, I've seen a couple roll, but nothing too crazy to try and hold me here. And I'm marking consistent fish on the graph, so it's the, we have fish here. Um, just a matter of getting them to go. And that's, I think we're going to jump down river here and see if we can't find a group of these fresh movers, a couple of good holes down below. Well, they'll start moving pretty soon. That happens every morning. They come out of the holes they waited all night in. They go up and find another one. Hopefully that's a little bit cooler. We hope that that's exactly what happens. And now tomorrow you're heading to Bullard's Bar? Yeah, I think so. We got a dad and his little kiddo and they want to get on some action. And, uh, he's, he's younger, so. We don't know about salmon fishing. Um, so, <laughs> hey, you can't go wrong. It's one of the best places to go for family members right now. Some of the cokes are starting to turn. So be it. The meat's all cut and good. Keep the females. Sort through them. There's going to be, well, it's a 50, 60, 80 fish days right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's some good fishing up there. It's just, yeah, the fish are starting to turn. and um, But you sort through them and stuff and be a little bit more picky and whatnot. And it may not be, you know, your full limits for the whole boat or anything, but it's going to be good quality fish and fun fishing well what are you hearing over on the sack for the king salmon action i know you're parked on the feather today for it but what are you hearing over there uh, i'm i'm still looking at four four boats that belong on the sack right now so i think that tells you what's going on yeah that's um, exactly what high, i high water yeah high high or high high water temperatures and then i heard a little rumor through the grapevine i don't know if it's to be true but that uh, shafts to drop below the cold water uh pumps or tunnels that they have so the canyon heated up pretty hot and they lost a lot of their fish and it's definitely not going to help the sack whatsoever just due to the fact they don't have any more cold water and i don't know if that's true but that's the rumor i heard and that is somehow believable because of how low shaft is it sure is well we'll just have to deal with what we've got obviously uh, we are in a water shortage situation in california 
I'm trying to decide if it's because the people are using too much water or if we're wasting too much water in this state. But uh, we'll let the politicians figure out. How do you like your almonds, Seth? I just love them. I quit (laughs) eating them several years ago, as a matter of fact. Just checking. Captain Justin. you like those too? (laughs) Captain Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service, folks. Chasing Stripers, Chasing Kings, and Chasing Kokanee on Bullard's Bar. What better opportunity for you to get out and get in the action? Give them all the hookup info they need, Justin. Absolutely. Facebook and Instagram were most, or I'm most active on Facebook, but daily reports and everything, Outcast Guide Service, and then that's got email and phone number, and phone number is 520-277-6870. All right, guy, have a great day on the water. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good luck to you. Thank you, guys. Captain Justin Leonard having some fun out there today. He'll be chasing kings. I hope to God those things start striking soon or we get a cold blast. Some rains up high coming down the rivers might help us a little bit, especially if it happens at night, getting those cooler temperatures down. Roll it. Fishing is fun, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that can only mean one we thing. We got a hooker coming on. We got a hooker coming on right <laughs> I here. I heard the theme song. Right here in the studio. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong from Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores joins us now. Good morning, Al. Morning. How you doing? Morning. Yeah, we're doing fine. How about you? <laughs> Weren't you supposed to be in the studio this week? No, he was last week. Yeah, but I like I having him here. Yeah, well, we tr- I tried to con him into coming down today. I know. Well, he is coming down today. He'll be here about 8 o'clock. Oh, I see. We're going to meet out in the <laughs> parking lot. Well, Alan, you heard us talking about the King Salmon action going on out there, both over on the Feather and on the Sacramento. Guys that are usually fishing the sack are on the Feather. What are you hearing at the store, and what's going on out there? Because I know you got a million contacts, too. Yeah, it's been pretty tough. You know, the water temperatures are very warm. You know, I was down in Delta last week. The water was 70. This week it was 78. But it was hotter than hell. So, But um, all the reports of salmon there is we're not seeing much. And, you know, the salmon fishing out in the ocean slowed down, but they're still catching them. But a lot of those fish are starting to get turned. You know how you could tell them when they start turning. So, you know, we don't know if they're coming. I haven't heard a lot about that um, red tide down in the bay. Uh, we know it's killing some fish, but they're not saying too much about it. So I don't know where them fish are. Well, it's there's a mystery. There are so many of them that it is just surprising that they're disappearing from the ocean and they're not popping up someplace. Worst case scenario, we should see dead bodies floating down the river. Yeah, we're not. So, right. you know, the thing is like a lot of them fish might be between, you know, the Carquinas area. You know, they're just hanging around there. I don't know. It's There's so many th- different opinions I, I'm getting from guys that have been fishing all their lives. And they know that those fish got to be somewhere, and they're not all going to die. But, you know, who knows? You know, they might be just hanging out there by Carquinas or somewhere out there just waiting. You know, we don't know. Well, I wish I, I wish I knew so I could tell them. I know guys are catching them occasionally down uh, off Benicia, down there off the uh – the pier down by the the uh, fire the fire department the railroad station it's one of the places that those fish follow the shoreline around and they're easily caught there when schools are coming through no doubt about that i'm surprised we're not hearing more caught someplace down down river you know cortland wherever some of these places that the guys are always looking for them first what's going on out there al but see if them fish move through they're probably going to be suspended they're really hard to catch they don't bite nothing 
you know, and but usually you'll see them rolling. And the guys I know in the Freeport area, nothing. I know. It's, that's what I'm hearing. They're not even seeing them roll. They aren't stacking up. And the thing that's more discouraging to me is you used to see 20, 30, 40 boats out there. I guess everybody's waiting for the call, but now there might be yeah. one or two or three. Yeah. And, you know, probably at the confluence at the American, guys that are diehards, I tell them go there because that's where the water's a little bit colder and they should hold up there. But, you know, and they're catching a few. You know, um, there's some guys out there going because their customers want to go and they're maybe getting one a day you know it's not a week yeah, i don't know it it should be just going crazy right now and it's not and alan has given you some of the alternatives out there when you come across fish that aren't hitting try the jigs on there but don't keep fish if you snag them for god's sakes let them go it's a sport it isn't a meat hunt necessarily out there for folks it's just we're we're all wondering. We're it's either going to bust loose or it's going to be just a big, and that's going to be the end of it all. And nobody really knows. So we have to go for it with the attitude that uh, now we need to fish. Now they're going to be here, and we got to go for it and see what the situation is because we don't want to have to deal with this again next year and the following year if we don't get the water this year that we need to sustain these fisheries. Well, Alan, I, I was watching your video. You had a uh, great dove hunt out there uh, last week. We talked about it when you were here in the studio, but I got to tell you, seeing your employee all decked out in full gear and everything with a limit down there just goes to show that uh, everybody in your store goes out and does something, don't they? Yeah, they either fish or hunt. You know, the, at, last night after work, they went fishing. I couldn't believe it. They go, you want to go? I said, yeah, no. <laughs> How many times have you already fished this week? Eh, four. Well, Natalie Natalie had a great pile of doves in front of her. No question about it. And then Adrian with Albacore. I mean, is everybody gone fishing now? Is that the way it works? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, my staff on the weekend sucks because everybody don't want to work on the weekend. They want to go fishing. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't want to work on the weekends either. I'm wondering why Natalie's wearing a mask in that picture outdoors with all those doves. I don't know. She reads too much, but, you know, this is her first season, and um, she got her limit. You know, she went out and practiced, and she got them. Yeah. She could catch fish. She's pretty good. There's a lot of women out there that do very, very well. Well, folks, if you haven't checked out Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube, you're making this a big mistake out there. Delta stripers and black bass action. Are you still poking around out there? Yeah. The tide was bad for stripers, so I just fished for bass and did really well. You know, still getting them punching. So, you know, it was 114 degrees out there. and We were out there at 2 (laughs) o'clock. Well, 114 degrees, Alan, I think I would have headed back and I would have spun my hat around the other direction so I could see. You know, folks... (laughs) The YouTube channels that guys are putting together out there, you saw one that Alan did with Steve Cooper in the Delta a few weeks ago. It was great. A lot of people watching that. But to see these professional guys out there working those, working the mats, working the toolies, tossing the frogs, I learned so much from your YouTube channel that it's scary. And I don't give a damn about bass fishing. And I'm excited about punching, and I'm even more excited about frogs, but I'm not going out when it's 110, 115 degrees for anything. There's no doubt about that. Are we going to have to take you out? No, we're not. I'm going on Tuesday, as a matter of fact. I'm Finally going to get your boat wet? If water temperatures are 
wherever they are, but the air temperature is going to be in the 80s. Mm. So Sep's going fishing. Well, are you? I heard, I heard Berryessa so is red hot for trout. I, I wouldn't tell anybody that. It is very good right now. There's, uh, had some friends out there. They caught a bunch of rainbows, seven or eight rainbows, and then a couple of big kings. Matter of fact, in just a little bit, at about 725, we're going to be talking to Big Nate with Big Nate's Guide Service at Berryessa. He took Mark Blanton out from Gone Fishing Marine and spanked them early in the week. Mark sent me all the photos. He of- got Mark fishing. He must have thrown a, <laughs> must have thrown a, pillowcase over his head and kidnapped him well i gotta tell you they got about a eight and a half maybe seven and a half pound king and about a four pound king and some beautiful rainbows alan up to 20 it's happening right now and you know where it's happening it's not happening just off the bottom right now 40 to 50 feet yeah right right here right smack down in the middle have you seen those four Four plus pound spotted bass, the trollers that Folsom have been catching out of deep water. I know, I saw that. I know, they're, the uh, king salmon guys are catching them on cut plugs and gets it and stuff and good ones, but they're like 70 feet down. Yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. go wherever it's I'll, bra- used, so. I'll brag about Kent fishing the rock wall over at Folsom. No, nah, we, we just caught a couple, but yeah, yeah it was two nice fish off the wall. Yeah, what the couple. hell? It was a couple. <laughs> Not too bad. Alan, where are you going next? <laughs> He's been slaughtering the bass at Folsom, and I told him, let's go do a YouTube channel a video. And he said, uh, no thanks. Who? <laughs> gamble. Oh, well, you know, I'll go. I catch more than Gamble does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you bass fishermen for this conversation later on. Alan Fong with Alan Fong Outdoors. Check it out on the YouTube channel. Get a subscription. It's all free. All you got to do is click on it. It shows up right there for you every week. On Sundays, he's got a video out there of what he's been up to. And on Wednesdays, he sends out a training class for you of all the stuff going on, a full fishing report all across the North State. What else you want to toss in there, Al? No, it's Monday I do the video and Wednesday the report. Oh, well, I've got most of it figured out. It helped me, you know, tell me, give me some information. So everything's current, so you could go out and use it that weekend. And you know Alan's got all the sources in the world for information, folks, and there is not I nothing against Western Outdoor News, any of the fishing papers or magazines. Nobody's as current as this because Alan Fong and Kent Brown and myself just told you what everybody's telling us. We're keeping you on top of all the action with guys just like Alan and Kent and others that we have on the show, and we will continue doing that. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us today. We look forward to your next video on Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube. See you later. All right. You got no choice in the matter. I'll see you here in just a few minutes. You guys know how it works. There's a lot more around the corner here. We're going to be hooking up with Mike Ogney right after this. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain J. Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. 
Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Founded in 1950. Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect real see the entire lineup from daiwa at all fisherman's warehouse mega stores in sacramento manteca and fairfield there's nothing more peaceful than fishing just me my pole and some bait oh and my life jacket of course i like fish but i don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways Francis is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Larange Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Larance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Well, he just dropped off, but I'm sure he'll be back in just a second. There he is right now calling in. Line two, and he's there, son of a gun. Are you there, Michael? Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm wondering if the phone system's ever going to work again. How about you, my friend? Where are you at today? <laughs> you don't want to know, Seth. Oh. You don't want to know. Do I hate you right I now? I told you he was in Alaska. Oh, I tell you, I hate this man. Better yet, I've been here all week. Oh, it's been a... Hundred is what <laughs> you even lied to me last week and said you weren't there. You son of no, a gun, no. hiding in Alaska from no, me. No, he went it's... Sunday because I, when I was in Bodega, I, I texted him and he said he was on a plane. Can you hear that? He was in a plane going up there. Mike, did you hear anything when I just passed you a test? No. Do you hear this? Do you hear that now? No. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, we're just finding out what some of the buttons in here do when they want to do it. Hmm. Man overboard, just, just like your Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I got that man overboard lit up right now. Call the vice president, see if he can tell me how right. to remove this from the screen. Mike, what is going on with the salmon? They're out in the ocean one day, they swim away, and they disappear. They it's aren't even popping up. They aren't popping up in the rivers. They're they're going to pop up in the uh, the rivers, but this heat and the warm water. You know, salmon don't like to bite when it's warm water. I think that's part of the problem up in the rivers. There are guides who are posting up some really nice reports um, if you're looking around at all the uh, the uh, different guides. But uh, on the coast, um, 
Last two days has been pretty good out of the uh, Golden Gate. It's been a fish per rod uh, up to limits. Guys are fishing Duxbury and up at the Towers, Bodega Bay. Um, been a little bit more of a scratch. You know, guys are picking up, you know, two, three, four fish uh, for all-day action. Fishing, um, you know, 10-mile beach up off of the head. It's You know, it, there's just not been this huge concentration that we thought they were going to be seeing going into uh, September. And I don't know if a lot of fish slid in from the Golden Gate and have got, gotten up into the bay and the uh, in the lower delta, or if we were possibly seeing a lot more um, Oregon and Washington fish in our catches this past summer. And it'd be nice if the, if the, if the tagging data came back a little bit quicker from the, the, the Department of Fish and Wildlife so we could see in a kind of a real-time situation the origin of these fish, and then may, wow, maybe we could do some in-season fish management. But that's just you know we can do it up here in Alaska, but that's just too much in tech uh, tech crazy California. Well, it seems to me like our water management seems to be doing all the uh, Mother Nature stuff for us right now, and not doing a stellar job. But it is well, a very, very low water year. There's no question about that. And I, I'm really scared to death if we have a couple more of these in a row, what it's going to do uh, not only to California, but to uh, our fisheries, period. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, our fisheries are really suffering. In fact, all wildlife you know, suffers with these. I mean, that, this recent heat wave is unprecedented. And it puts so much stress, not just on our fisheries, but, but wildlife overall throughout California. And I'm not talking just, you know, wildfires and stuff like that. When you got streams and stuff that are heating up and literally cooking their inhabitants um, in them, it's uh, it's really time to look at the, at the bigger picture. Well, you know, I remember the years, uh, many years ago, 30, 40 years ago, that there would be salmon runs up small creeks in people's backyards. Um, I remember going down across from my elementary school and looking into a stream, a creek that was maybe three feet wide with 50 salmon and about three or four steelhead swimming around in it. I um, remember that also. We actually, that doesn't happen anymore. We rarely, rarely, rarely see anything like that anymore. And it, it actually did happen for the first time a couple of years ago when we had all those um, October storms, and we had a little flush. It was right, right at the peak of the return of salmon coming back in through the Golden Gate. And throughout the Bay Area, a lot of local creeks saw salmon for the very first time as those fish were straying in. But it was, you know, the, but that was a, a freak of nature flush of, of, of water that brought those, those fish in. And I remember the same thing as a kid, like Nevada Creek, having you know, and I'm not talking about ten salmon. I'm talking about a few hundred salmon. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, no, we we don't see that anymore. In fact, <laughs> sometimes on big rivers, we're looking for a few hundred salmon. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, and it's just um, it's a whole different world out there. And it's not it's 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 just lack of proper management and looking at the bigger picture. We just can't give all of our environmental resources. Over to uh, to a uh, farming and all that. We, you know, salmon are a indicator species, and when we have salmon returning to small creeks and stuff like that, it shows that nature is much more imbalanced than what we're seeing today. Yeah, they used to say the uh, smelt in the delta was the indicator. They probably ran out of those, so they can't say that anymore. Well, we ran out of indicators. <laughs>
Yeah, we're running out of them quick if it doesn't get better. Mother Nature needs a call right now. Yeah, we now to... we're at here's your sign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael, thanks for hooking up with us. Enjoy closing up the cabin up in Alaska. And I know you won't be doing any fishing or sending me any photos just to grind it in. <laughs> when it's coming this afternoon, you know it. Oh, God. Here we go again. Mike Ogney, the guy I hate, live in Alaska right now. Get your tail in back here. I'm putting the boat in the water next week, my friend. He's already gone. And I just dumped him right there with that. Kent, we got a whole nother hour right around the corner. Kicking it off here in just a minute. We're taking off to Eagle Lake. We're going to hook up with Robert Muller with North State Guide Service. Find out what's going on up there. Senior Tuna hooks up with us. We got Big Nate Guide Service hooking up with us, talking Berryessa and more right after this. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point opens for our 29th season Saturday, October 22nd. Bird cards are currently available for purchase throughout the season. However, if you purchase your bird card prior to August 1st, you'll get 10% early bird bonus added to whatever you buy. So if you buy 20 pheasants, you'll get 22. If you purchase 40 chucker, you'll get 44 and so on. You don't need to plan out your entire season when you buy your bird card. You can always add any number of birds to your card throughout the season. Quail Point will be open Wednesdays through Sundays from 8 to 3, starting October 22nd through the end of March. Until then, we're shooting Sporting Glaze Thursdays through Sundays from 8 to 3. Call us with any questions at 530-735-6217 or check us out at quailpoint.com. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. 
The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. Lots going on. We're going to kick it off here in just a minute by heading up to Eagle Lake, hooking up with North State Guide Service Captain Robert Muller in just a minute. Then we're hooking up with Steve Carson, our own senior tuna. He's back from a wounded warrior's trip, I believe, on the Pacifica or the Vagabond or something like that. He'll tell us all about it. And then we've got a new guide for you to hear from. Big Nate's Guide Service, Nate Kelsch, will be joining us. He was going to be down at Shaver Lake today fishing a derby, had some issues, and he's going to be talking to us live about Lake Berryessa. He lives close by here in the Dixon area, I believe. So uh, he'll have a lot of info for us. He's the one that took Mark Blanton out and knocked a snot out of him at Berryessa the other day. He'll share all that information with you. And then, of course, Travis Morgan from Guns Fishing and other stuff's got some info for you. And Dave Hurley, the editor for Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us some great opportunities in Northern California. Let's waste no time right now. Let's head to the North State. And speaking of North State, let's hook up with North State Guide Service Captain Robert Muller and find out what's going on up at Eagle Lake right now. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Tell us about Eagle Lake, man. I heard a couple of weeks ago my buddy Bob Smalley was saying, man, it's really slow. I didn't get any bites. Summer doldrums hit up there, or is it taken off again? It's taken off. Our fall bites uh, started early. That means it's getting cool in the mornings. What's the temperature down to in the mornings at Eagle? Well, I'd love to say it was getting cool, but actually, Sep, it's been the hottest we've seen all year. It's just the fish are reading a different script, I guess. Their water temperature is 73, but... They're on the fall pattern already. Are they down deep or are they hitting on top already? They're hitting, they're right back up on the surface. We're getting them on the top lines about three to five feet oh. in about six to eight foot of water. Well, they're not going to wait for the temperatures. They're just going to come up because they want to eat. Unlike your salmon that you're chasing around, but we'll talk about them in just a minute. Why is this action going on right now? Usually, I mean, I fished it only about 30 or 40 years up there. Every single September that rolls around. Everybody saying, man, it sucks. It sucks. And I said, just wait till the third or fourth week of September. It's going to bust loose. It's going to be nuts. You're going to start catching fish. Why is it starting early? What is this? And I'm not asking you to be a scientist on it, but why are we different this year than others? Well, I, we got a big two-chub hatch going on in the last two weeks. So that could have something to do with it, but the fish that we're catching actually are having leeches in their bellies. They don't even have any minnows in them. So I don't know if they're just reading the script with the shorter days and trying to get up early or, you know, there's not much of a thermal climb. The lake's already started to try to turn over about two weeks ago. We had some cooler mornings about two weeks ago. So I'm really not sure, but I'm liking it. Well, I think you're going to see some spectacular action. If you're already seeing this kind of action this early, I would imagine by the third or fourth week of September, things are really going to start popping because you're going to get some really good cool weather in the evenings here, hopefully starting next week or this coming week that should start cooling down at night. It finally cooled off a little bit this morning. I think I haven't looked at the temperature gauge, but 
I'm sitting on the deck and it's probably 40, 41 degrees. And yesterday it was 53 in the morning and the day before it was 62 in the morning. Yeah, well, it was 81 when I woke up this morning at 4 a.m. That's the difference in what we were sitting with out here. Looks like about a 30 degree difference in temperature. So, uh, things are going to do popping good up there real soon. What are they hitting on at Eagle right now? Um, you know, yesterday we got all of our fish on the J Fair trolling flies and it was the first day that I haven't caught a fish on an orange fly. Everything was on a, uh, a darker colored fly, which that's when we cleaned the fish, I seen why it was from the leeches. There's, you know, a lot of leeches that are about half inch long in their belly. So that tells me they're up shallow, real shallow. Absolutely. Well, they've got a great supply of food in that lake. There's no question about it. Between the freshwater shrimp, there's a lot of people call them snails, whatever. They'll go around to eating everything they can in that lake. They graze like cattle moving around, and they just switch whenever they want from one to the other. And you've got to be prepared when it happens. I think those grubs and the flies are probably some of the best imitators of both leeches as well as minnows in the lake, and that's probably why they're so successful, don't you think? Yeah, we saw some nice fish yesterday, too. We had three fish over three pounds and one that was four and a half pounds. Jeez. Well, with Eagle Lake being good, that's keeping you off the rivers right now, and I know you like to fish the sack. What are you hearing over there from the guys? So from what I've heard, the Sacramento absolutely sucks above Verona. They're catching a few fish, a few. Like, you're lucky if you get one every two days. But the feather actually had quite a few fish in the lower part of it this week that had lockjaw. I mean, a lot of fish. I mean, they were sitting on schools of two and 300 fish in the holes, but they would not bite. That's got to be very frustrating when you're looking at a graph telling you exactly what's down there and you can't get them to open their mouth. Right. And the guys were fishing on them, jigging on them, row. They tried everything, spinners. They tried the flashers and the cut plugs and, and don't get me wrong, they're getting one or two fish a day, but they bumped the flows up, I believe, the day before yesterday. And there were fish that moved up to Gridley yesterday, so I'm hoping they take off today or tomorrow and the water temperature starts to drop. I don't know. It's We're in dire straits right now. We need some colder weather to get these fish to bite. Absolutely. Well, it was 115 in Vacaville uh, the last week or so on an average. Now we're looking at 85 this week, 30-degree difference in temperatures if you get a 20 or 30 degree difference up there at night, you're going to chill down pretty darn quick and those days will be a little bit better too. Hopefully everything will start popping on the rivers. It's going to have to. There's no doubt about it. We all got our fingers crossed that we have a great season and not a wham bam. It's over in two week season. We'd be nice to stretch it out so that our guides and the folks can enjoy the run of fish that will be coming back eventually. Well, Robert, give them all the information. If they can't make it out there for the Kings, they might be able to make it up to Eagle and have a great time up there. That season is uh, just about to turn on as far as I'm concerned and you're already telling us it's happening. Yep. No, it, I got, you know, I'm going to fish it all the way into December if I can. The boat ramp, they put rocks in front of the apron there and there's no problem launching. Our only problem is it's really, really shallow getting out of there. I mean, we got probably a foot and a half of water. And if you have a bigger boat that drafts a lot, you're going to have a problem. I'm getting in and out fine. And I'm hoping with this cooler weather, the lake starts to stable so we don't lose water, but it's it's pretty shallow set, but we're making it. Can can boats still drive around to Eagle's Nest and launch off the gravel out there? They can, and 
you know, I was over there a month ago fishing that deeper water when we were getting fish down deep, and you could actually hear the trailers going over the road. So it didn't sound good, but guys were doing it. Well, I I used to do it all the time in the snow up there. We'd go in. You knew we couldn't use a ramp. We'd be sliding down that. So we'd just drive into Eagle's Nest, get on that gravel, and hope for the best. Right. I might guide out of my duck boat if I have to. (laughs) (laughs) We were using a 12-foot John boat. That's the way it works up there. It turned into a toboggan in one area, but that's a whole nother story. Robert Muller with North State Guide Service. Give them all the hookup, Robert, so they can fish eagle or get in on the Sacramento or Feather River King Salmon action with you. They can find me at uh, on Facebook and get the fishing reports on there, or they can reach me at uh, 530-260-7516. All right, Robert, have a great day. You take care, and thanks for the update for our listeners. We always appreciate it. Thank you, Seth. Have a good day. All right. Take care, my friend. Hey, it's about time for gun owners, Mr. Brown. What do we got going? Well, we've got a big dinner coming up for gun owners, Seth, obviously. Yeah, baby. I just bought a table last night. Absolutely. And if you're uh, not going to the Fairfield Vacaville dinner, it's going to be held at the Jelly Belly Factory in Fairfield. That's going to be Friday, September the 30th. Uh, prime rib dinner catered by Kinder's. That was the deal breaker for you, wasn't it? Oh, you were, should you know, I you, go? Should I not? And then they said Ken, Kinder's. Kinder's and, prime rib. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, we got to go. So it's the best. <clears throat> absolutely the best. So make sure that you're, uh, there at the dinner. The, you can get tickets at the GOC website, uh, get a whole table or just a couple of tickets. Make sure you go there to gunownersca.com or this give them all, a call. This is all sponsored by Guns Fishing and other stuff. Travis Morgan and the mm-hmm. guys down there putting all this big fundraiser together and, uh, it's, it's a good event. Yeah. It's a lot always a fun of the guns, a lot of guns. Always a fun event. Now give them a call. 916-984-1400. Winner number 37. 2022 Gun Owners California 52 Guns in 52 Weeks Raffle. Ticket 1326, John Procope of Newark, California. Congratulations, John. You've got a super accurate Christensen Arms Ruger bolt-action rifle in tan and twenty-two long rifle, whatever that is. Hmm. Tan twenty-two long rifle? I Well, it says tan and twenty-two. I'm, so I, I'm going to go with you, Sammy. It's tan. 2022, their 47th year fighting for your gun rights. As America's oldest pro-gun player. A lot of those guns could be tan, I guess. Could be tan. There's, you know, the camo look, all all those, the desert storm look. Sounds like it's a custom. I've got one that's paisley, so I've got one that's pink. (laughs) For your daughter. No, you do, I said. No, I do not. 22 pink. No, go ahead, admit it. No. Never. (laughs) Admit it, Seth. (laughs) Not gonna happen. (laughs) Got that little pink Smith and Wesson 9 that you carry around. I know. Only, only part of it is pink. <laughs> Hurry up. Let's get out of here. Oh, my goodness. You know, this, these days get long around it's, here, it's folks. It's time to go this to is, a break. You're listening to a guy that needs to go fishing Tuesday. Trust me. I have been cooped up way too long with the house. Yeah, the it's been fun with you and Marilyn in the studio today. Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, Steve Carson, senior tuna, the man himself, the director of Penn Fishing University's, got some stories to tell. It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around. The Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole. This fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOAT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. 
There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghosted. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle. 916-692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle and local retailers and check out brad's killer fishing gear on facebook or instagram committed to excellence brad's killer fishing gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved i can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year teaching him about casting how to choose bait set the hook and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways it's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, Mr. Senior Tuna, Steve Carson. Hello, partner. How are you doing today? I am doing great, and my pro staff tip of the week is simple. Check the weather carefully. Let caution be your guide. Hurricane K is no joke, and the majority of the San Diego fleet and a lot of the rest of the Southern California fleet has been tied up since uh, yesterday morning. And if they're real lucky, they may be able to stick their nose out tomorrow, more likely Monday. Um, some pretty amazing weather. Uh, you know, what can I say? However, before the weather chased everybody back to port, the fishing was off the hook. Of course Absolutely. it was. And you were out on one of your wound, you were off on a wounded warrior trip too, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, when we, when we take the warriors out, A, obviously they're not necessarily, although the, the Navy and the Marine guys were fine. Uh, some of the, some of the other branches were, you know, were less, uh, uh, courageous about going out to it. We knew the storm was coming. Uh, we had, you know, we had a nice catch at the corner. We kind of hid in the lee of the Coronado Islands. And we caught some yellowtail. Uh, we had nice catches of bass, rockfish, and it was just you know kind of an opportunity to get those guys out and uh, and get them fishing. Uh, earlier in the week, we you know we did some more traditional pan fishing university trips on, on the Pacifica. We had absolutely excellent fishing for uh, more school size bluefin tuna, not the giant ones. You know, 40, 45, 50 pound fish, along with the boats that went after Dorado. Uh, basically caught limits, and uh, the California limit for Dorado is 10, 
Interestingly, the limit in Mexican waters is two. So the boat's out of Long Beach fishing for Dorado in pretty close. You know, just a three-quarter day boat. Uh, if they had 30 people on board, they had 300 Dorado. Yeah, those kind of numbers have never, ever, ever happened before. Um, uh, you, you know, after a hurricane comes through like this, you never know exactly what the fish are going to be doing afterwards. But it's pretty typical, A, that the fish move, but because the hurricane was coming up from the south and pushing warm water from the south, if anything, it's going to bring more Dorado in, take the Dorado that were already here, push them further north, and maybe, everybody's kind of knocking on wood, we're, we're looking for the debut of the first Wahoo in a couple of years in California waters. Hasn't happened yet, but um, I'm actually predicting it will happen within, you know, b- b- between now and next weekend, you're going to see it. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, weather can stop anybody. You'd, be, you'd have been crazy to go out yesterday, but um, in, in another day or two, it should be just fine. Steve, is the full moon having an impact at all on ocean salmon fishing? On ocean salmon fishing? Uh, excuse me, on open on your ocean tuna fishing. I'm sitting here looking at a cover photo with salmon. <laughs> well, what, uh, ordinarily, uh, the the moon is one of the things that can make the fish move. A uh, a full moon usually is is a, is an indicator to the fish that they need to to migrate to the next place that they want to go, wherever that may be, and. Uh, a lot of times if you have the fish located and they suddenly move, you think, well, they stopped biting. Well, no, they really didn't. They just moved to a new place, and you need to figure out where that is. However, the Southern California Bight, that's B-I-G-H-T, which is roughly uh, south of Santa Barbara, Point Conception, that kind of sticks out in the ocean there, there's been a phenomenon for a couple of years. There's just a giant, giant bloom, super abundance of anchovies. Uh, a lot of times it's frustrating for anglers because these a lot of the anchovies are only about a half an inch long, and it's hard to get uh, the fish to bite anything with a hook in it. Um, you just see fish jumping and feeding and foaming and frothing, and um, uh, unless you catch them in a certain mood, the fish won't always bite, but um, it is definitely holding the fish along with a lot of other stuff like whales Turtles, all kinds of offshore stuff is out there, much, much more abundant than, uh, you know, whatever you want to call normal. Now, how long that anchovy bloom is going to keep going, nobody can say. But the fish that would be migrating somewhere um, are mostly not migrating somewhere, and new fish keep arriving. So I don't know how much better it can get. Well, I wish I could be saying exactly the same thing about salmon fishing out the gate right now, but we can't. So there are great fisheries out there that exist, and this one's under the control totally of Mother Nature, isn't it? Exactly. And let me tell you, I mean, I've been in some weather out of, you know, <laughs> going out of uh, San Francisco Bay and even points north of that. I, I would want no part of, of this hurricane uh, mixed in with the natural weather that's up there. I think uh, I think you're very, very glad this is a tropical storm and it's going to peter out before it gets anywhere near you. Well, I think we had some impact on it. We had a lot of high clouds that kept things a little cooler yesterday afternoon, but uh, it's definitely bringing some rain your way and uh, strong winds, I would imagine, too. Very strong winds, very, very big surf. In fact, um, I was thinking about just I – don't, I don't usually do this. Go, go join the Gawkers – I go down, I, I, I hear there's going to be some 15-plus foot surf down, right down at my little beach here in Carlsbad. 
So uh, I need to go take a look at that just uh, to say that I did. Why not? Steve Carson. Grab a board, Tuna. Come on. Hang 10. Uh, uh, you know, all my neighbors are surfer kids. All my neighbor kids are surfer kids. <laughs> you so, need to uh, move sure out of the, you need to move out of the college neighborhood, Steve. Yeah. We've got the senior gated communities. They're like, our neighbor's the fish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Carson, folks, senior Tuna, one of the top saltwater fishermen in the world. Always appreciate your comments and your Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week, too, Steve. Thanks much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Seth. Steve Carson seems to know it all when it comes he to saltwater fishing. He, he really does. And up until a couple of years ago, he had caught more fish than more species of saltwater game was fish like two people than ahead any of other person in the world. Now there was one ahead. Now there's two people ahead. Yeah, of now he said stuff. there's quite a few ahead of him yeah. because it, it's become a – you know, a bucket list thing for people to do. They can do all they want. Steve Carson shares the information, make sure that other people have been educated in it and have the opportunity to go out and do the same thing themselves and just gladly shares everything he knows with us. I've been out with him and just like going with Pringle that day I went bass fishing and with you I've been bass fishing. I learned so much every time I go out with somebody different and just an excellent guy to learn from when you're on the water. Yeah. Don't let him see you catch 10 albacore, though, because I needed an ambulance after that. <laughs> a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, our next guest uh, was up at Lake Berryessa. I got a photo while they were on the lake, and it was uh, from Mark Blanton. And little he fish, had a little fish fo- photo. They decided to grind a couple of big king salmon in my face and then make it even worse, send a note along with it. They caught 15... 15- not that line, Seth. They caught 15 fish before 9.30 in the morning. Joining us right now from Big Nate's Guide Services, Nate Kels, joining us live. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Seth. Well, you showed Mark Blanton the way it was done out there this last week. Tell our <laughs> listeners about that trip real quick. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we started off at about 6 a.m., and uh, the bite just took off right out the gate. Uh, we were hitting doubles, some triples. Um you know, we lost we lost probably five or six fish uh, on our way to getting our 15 as well. Well, so, so there was I, plenty of action going on. Where, where were you starting? Where did you start fishing? How deep <clears throat> were you fishing? What were you pulling? Well, Best colors? All that info. <laughs> well, we started we started off uh, at the dam, kind of looking around for uh, for some good marks and bait fish. Um, didn't find much, so I uh, didn't even bother dropping the lines in. And then uh, we just started cruising on out, and uh, we ended up finding some fish out uh, outside of the Narrows, out near Skiers. And uh, all the bait fish seems to be between the surface and about 40 feet. So we just uh, we're running our presentations just uh, right through the bait. And then as the bait starts to drop, you just have to follow the bait on down. Well, clearly visible on the screen. Are you seeing the bait, or is it uh, the, suspended? The bait. Yeah, the the bait. The bait's all over the place. Um, you know, there, there's no point in fishing unless unless you're inside the bait. So there's don't don't even bother uh, dropping the lines in until you find it. Some guys like to fish above the bait. Some guys like to fish <clears> in the <throat> middle, and then there are those that like to fish under it. Would you prefer the center? I prefer all four. <laughs> Just, I, I'll go I'll go above, right right at the top, one in the middle, and one below. One of the benefits of working with Gone Fishing Marine, you get those four downriggers on board instead of two, so it makes it a whole, no doubt about it. It makes it a whole lot easier dropping into the right levels, no doubt about that. Well, how about speed and uh, what we're using for terminal tackle? Um, we we start we start off slower. Um, start off slower, you know, was uh, and then moving into spoons. Um, 
Yeah, I like I like to, I like to run spoons fast. I like to run them, you know, like anywhere from three on up to three, 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 four. Any particular um, spoon or color working better than others? It just seems like as long as you get something in their face that's going fast, we're looking for a reaction bite. We're not trying to give them much time to think about it right now. Um, I like using the uh, the flashier colors, anything with some chrome, blue and chrome, um, watermelon, uh, two of my favorites especially once you get a little sun on the water. Um, that, that seems to be great. With the Rapalas, uh, the silver black, um, you can run, uh, we, we like, we like to, to paint some of our own in like a, in like a white, like a, like a pearl white, um, kind of just trying to match the hatch. We got threadfin shad, threadfin shad in the, in the lake. So if you can get something that looks uh, somewhat similar, um, they'll, they'll smoke it. Are you putting any scent or anything on it, or are they just uh, actively feeding right now? <clears throat> Usually run half half of them naked, and then the other half will uh, will throw some smelly jelly on them. Just uh, anything, you know, any of the shrimp uh, shrimp type oils um, gets a good scent trail in the water. Uh, but it seems like like it really hasn't mattered. Um, it's been it's been you know fifty fifty on scent or no scent, so doesn't did, seem to really uh, play a play a matter the, in the. The kings hit on the same thing that the rainbow trout were hitting on. They will. They will. You just uh, for the kings, you got to drop down uh, quite a bit deeper. Um, but you know, you really can't target them unless that bait, uh, unless the bait drops down to the depths where they're at. Yeah. Um, the the kings right now are anywhere from fifty five down to ninety to a hundred feet. Um, unless unless you're seeing unless you're seeing bait down there, there's no point in even trying. Well, I understand that method. That's for certain. If you don't, if you don't see that bait, folks, there's no point in even getting out there. But the funny thing is, you can see bait along the bottom of that lake for months and months, and you can't find a fish that is even near it sometimes. You ever been out there when it's like that? It's just a blanket of bait on the bottom? It's, it's been like that all year. <laughs> um, what, what, what's crazy about it is, is that there's fish in it. Um, you can't, you can't see them, but then again, you also can't get them to bite either. I've, I've, I've tried and tried and tried. Hey, I even um, dropped a little castmaster down with some very sharp treble hooks on it. I found out what they were. They were nothing but minnows. I thought it was. It's all why Girl Scouts don't sell cookies in front of the buffet. Seth. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's exactly so, it. You know, I've I found like at lakes like Folsom, um, Folsom, we can we can get those deep fish to bite. I mean, you can you can get those salmon sometimes to bite down to 120 feet. Uh, at Berryessa. It seems like it's a different beast. Uh, most of the kings that uh, that we get there, the the deepest kings that we'll get to actually come and hit your presentation are about 85 feet. Um, that's just for me. I don't know. I've heard other guys being able to get them 110 feet. I'm not that guy. So, I used to fish them at 60 to 80. That's the only place I'd fish them out there. Of course, that it. was the that's stretch it. from the dam all the way down to the wires, you know, where they cross over. Exactly. That, that was a real productive space years ago when we first had kings out there. We could get four, five, six pounders out there pretty simply. But it, you know, and when and when uh, you know, I'd say the earlier parts of the year, um, March through April, um, that seems to be the case. It you know, they're definitely uh, easier to target. Um, right now, we're you know, we're we're targeting them, but you know, not until we actually see the marks while we're fishing for the trout, and then we'll drop some presentations down to them. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, they're just they're not they're not schooled up on the bait like uh, like they are in, in other other hey, times of the year. Catching trout is fine. Catching trout, especially when they're the size of Medigo Lake, is absent. Or <sighs> Berryessa right now, it's an Eagle Lake rainbow. It's a great fishery and a great fish. But when you see that mark that's twice the size down below, if you're not dropping down to intercept that fish and putting it on his head, you're making a mistake, folks. Because about a six pound salmon fights about like a twelve pound trout. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. They're trying to tangle inside the downrigger wire, wrap you up in all the other lines. Yeah, if you um, run running to the front of the boat, I mean, it gets it gets a little wild. If you've got a bendo rod in your hand, you're going to find out what bending actually means because it's going to yeah, bend we, at your wrist. We're uh, we're running uh, those Phoenix Reapers that are rated, you know, from about two to two to eight pound. So when you when you hook a king that's over five pounds, I mean you're really in for a ride. Yes, you are. Quite an experience. Well, Nate, it's great to have you here on the show. I hope you'll join us again soon. This is Big Nate's Guide Service. Give them all the hookup information they need, where they can find out more about you, and the phone number so they can book a trip. Absolutely. Uh, I'm on I'm on Facebook. Um, check me out at Big Nate's Guide Service. My phone number is nine one six eight six zero nine one eight zero. And uh, give me a ring. The bite is red hot at Berryessa, and uh, it should last hopefully another one, two months or so. How do your openings look for the next couple of weeks? Um, I'm booked up uh, pretty tight up until the last week of September, and then uh, then we start to open up. I may have one or two dates mixed in up until then, but um, the, the, it's, it's filling up pretty quick right now with, uh, without good the Without good the bites, man. Well, let's talk later on. I got a guy that uh, needs to go with you. Lives over in Sonoma. That I'll uh, set up for you. Right on. Sounds good, Seth. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nate. Thanks for joining us today. Give him that phone number one more time. It is nine one six eight six zero nine one eight zero. Get on up to Berryessa, folks. Learn how it's done with Nate's Guide Service. Big Nate's Guide Service. You can't miss out on that one. Check with Mark Blanton if you don't believe me. Thanks, Nate. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Seth. Thank you. All right. Hey, it's get a clue time. Where's the boss? Get a clue. Get a clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. I'm reminding you to regularly wear a life jacket when on or near the water. Life jackets do more than simply keep you afloat. Many are designed to turn an unconscious person face up and save a life. So, how do you choose one that's right for you or a member of the family? Get one that's right for the person's height and weight. When possible, try it on before buying. Fasten the vest, hold arms straight up overhead, and gently pull the top of the arm opening to ensure it fits snugly. There are so many types on the market, so choose carefully. Get the jacket that's suited for your on-the-water activity. Your life can depend on it. By law, all boats must have a U.S. Coast Guard-approved life jacket for each person aboard. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. Oh, hey, by the way, is there a listener out there that might like a new life jacket? 
Call 1-800-920-1140, and I'll give you one if you're the fourth caller. So give us a call, 1-800-920-1140. Later. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained cell staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the internet anywhere in the world with our new high definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Kent. Good morning, Seth. How's it going, guys? Well, it's going to cool off a little bit this weekend, so I'm going to be out hunting. You know, it's cooling up. I might see some. I've seen other people coming in on the videos and stuff, getting some nice bucks out there, so I figured I better try and round mine up. Also, to go over, we got um, the range at the store is open and it's nice and cool in there we got the swamp coolers running full speed so to come there and either range you go through the range door in Vacaville is down the end of the building go down the stairs and go into the range in Dublin you go to the side of the building go in the door and you're in the range we like you to go in this way because we don't like to have guns and stuff carried through the store you know especially with ammo guns you know the whole routine so go down there check in Read the rules and regulations, sign the waiver form, pay for the range, or get on the waiting list these days. And you'll call, we'll call you when it's your time to shoot. Come in, you get your hour to shoot, uh, all you want. I don't care what you shoot, how much, uh, you got an hour. If you need to buy ammo, we have ammo in the range. We have targets in the range. We rent your hearing protection if you need it, eye protection if you need it. And you can also rent 
any of our 60 guns that we have in the range. So you want to try out a new gun, come down and rent that. Or bring your own and shoot your own. If you do rent our guns, we request that you shoot our ammo. Because we want to know what ammo is going through them guns. Okay? So, with all that being said, the range is open. It's open the same hours as the store. So come on down, check it out. Go out and shoot and enjoy it a little bit and have some fun. Alright? Now, like I said, back to the hunting. It's going to be... A little bit cooler this weekend, so you might get some movement. My suggestion is to go out in the evening. That's when it seems to be cooling off the most. And you might have a little bit of luck. And coming up, of course, you got duck season not too far down the rain, down the thing. And we got duck uh, decoys, duck, sh duck ammo and stuff already in stock. And we got all kinds of fishing ammo in stock. Uh, from anywhere from tuna down to stripers which are all running at this time. So come on down, check it out at the store, and we look forward to seeing you there. Have a great weekend, guys. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and we got a lot going on in here. I was skimming. Can we quit talking about slimy things? Yeah, hey, yeah, we're going to talk about those things that stick you with those Something that spines actually... on the back. I was yeah. flipping through Western Outdoor News, and it looks like it's the Alan Fong edition here. I got pictures of Alan. Actually, it looks like the California Sportsman Show. There's all kinds all of guys kinds in All kinds of here. guys in there, huh? Yeah. It must be, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hurley must be, uh, broadening his horizons. Well, you know, punching it out on Delta. Here's that damn video I watched yeah. of Alan with frogs and punching and stuff out there that got me all fired up. What's going on in the Delta? Well, actually, we've got a big tournament coming up the Delta this week, except the Wild West Bass Trail is going to wrap up their, uh, their Pro-Am series. Well, uh, congratulations this, on your weather timing. Right. No, they did that right. Uh, maybe. Uh, but they'll be out of Big Break Marina down in uh, Oakley. Uh, and that tournament will start on fr next Friday. So it'll be a good event to uh, kind of keep an eye on. Any big guns coming out there? There are. No, absolutely. And it'll be, uh, it'll probably be 130 to 150 boat fields. So it'll be a big field and, and, uh, uh, you know, this time of year on the Delta, the guys are definitely going to expand out. They'll run way north and way south and, are they uh, still going to be using those warm water techniques? That, a lot of guys, even are though be it's going to start, it's going to cool down a couple of degrees yeah, out there. Yeah, that just puts the fish on the bite. That's kind of the good thing. Is the down frog there. bite over now? No, or is that still no. Going that on? you know what Bobby claims it's twelve months out of the year, but September and October have always been two of my favorite months to throw the frog, um, you, because a lot of guys quit throwing it. You know, so they do it in the summer. It's and, not like the frogs go away. No, and, and I've always I've always used it more as an open water bait than a than a bait over cover anyway. You know, I mean, there's always some cover around, but I've always I've fished that bait predominantly in open water. Uh, you know, that's I was while you're talking about that, I'm watching in my mind Alan's video, and they didn't hit right away on it ever. Yeah, they would, they'd be following, following, and then explode on it from underneath. Yeah, they come out. They'll come out of something and get it. And but yeah, it's been a big open water technique for. A lot of us for a lot of years. We, we kind of had it to ourselves for a while and then, you know, some of that got Well, as out, a but. rookie, when it comes to bass fishing, there's some things that I could care less about, but I got to tell you, it's super exciting. It is real exciting. And this is a time of year, whether you fish the Delta, you fish, you know, the reservoirs, but this is a time of year. Those fish are running bait. They're chasing bait and, and it's top water time. I mean, it is definitely, if you're a bass fisherman that likes to throw top water, let's face it, that's why we all started bass fishing. 
was the topwater bite. It, well, this is that makes sense to me because it's certainly exciting. It when that, really is. When you see the explosion and the water going all over, you're going, oh, something must have struck my bait. Well, the worst part <laughs> is when you miss them. That's the scary part. Oh, I'm but, good at that. Yeah, no, that's the good part. But this is the time of year, to, you know, a walking bait, a popper, um, you know, something like that, like a, you know, like a little, like a Zara spook type of bait. Is it exactly the same techniques you're using on lakes right now with the warm yeah. water that you're using in the Delta? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what we're doing on the, on the reservoirs mainly fishing a lot of, a lot of top water stuff. And, and you know, those fish are starting to feed up and they're chasing bait fish. So they're chasing pond smelt, chasing shad. All the spawns all over. All the spawns. All that's done. Yeah. Those fish are in full blown, you know, pack eat mode. Yeah. And, uh, and they're just running the bait from top to bottom and they get them up on the server. You can see them. Heck, you launch at any of the reservoirs, you, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see some activity. Well, I know I can, I'm going to see some on, uh, Tuesday when I head out to Barry S. And Barry S. Should, yeah, should be good. I, I got to tell you, in talking with Blanton this week about, uh, the excitement that they had out there, he was so high. You've got a 175 Merc on that. I right? got a 175 okay. and a 99 kicker on it. And, right. and I got the old man trolling motor, the Altera right. on the front that goes down for you. Oh, he just push a button. I sat out in the parking lot watching that happen. That's a lot of buttons him. for you to push. You had a hard time with the phone system. Yeah. Today. Well, on, off and, <laughs> and, Hang I'm up. worried. Blanton needs to go with you. That's all there is. To I it. need a part-time person to sit next to this yeah, counter and do a all the deck hand on a kokety boat. Well, I'll tell you what. As excited as Mark Blanton was, he got me all fired up. The change in temperature is what got me fired mm-hmm. up. These temps really hit you when you're old and fat like yeah. me. Yeah. I tell you, you walk outside, you can feel it sizzling. It's like bacon cooking, and it's you. It's you, yeah. But it just draws but it. Falls out. come in. It and- draws it out of you. But when you see that cooler temperature coming, you know what fall has to offer. I am jazzed. I'm going to be out there today, stuffing everything under the seats right now. Exactly right. So yeah. it's, it's, it's time to get out on the water and have at it. You were out Wednesday night, hundred and something degrees. Oh, it's like a hundred crazy six or eight or nine or something. I don't know. It was warm. I did fall out of the boat a couple of times. Okay. I was just yeah, gonna no, you, but gotta, you did that you gotta, on purpose. We did that on purpose this time, yeah. yeah. So you gotta do that for Must sure. Must not have had a camera on board. Mm, no, I didn't have a cameraman with me. But no, it was fun. We caught some fish and, and uh, caught some top water fish and and uh just all we did, you know, just a couple of hours. We have a Wednesday night turkey shoot out at Folsom with a bunch of the kids and but you know, the kids. I remember kids. when you were one of the kids. I know, I know. So it's you know, it's kind I, of fun. I'm just real quick going to drift off here in a minute. I remember us kind of meeting each other, seeing each other from across the room. This sounds like you were in a dress, Anderson. and I was. In, that's exactly it. Anderson. We were in Anderson, going, "Who the hell are they? Who's that guy? Who's that guy?" And the only reason I talked to you is I liked your dogs. Well, <laughs> good thing I took them along <laughs> everywhere right. we went. But back then, that was 40 years ago. Uh, yeah, I don't, we don't want to bring that up, but yes, absolutely. And, 40 uh, years ago, we're running around on the circuit doing all or making little lures and flashers and spinning them around. Yeah. And Kent's over there talking bass. You were with Fendleton and a bunch of other people. Yeah. We, I think at that point in time, we were probably doing pure fishing at the time, uh, was probably who had us or, or Humminbird and I don't know. They all got us. Guy, now. Somebody, they've all got us, but, uh, you know, it's definitely the time of year to start going fishing, getting ready. I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, actually next week, I'm going to be in spring. Springfield, Missouri. Seth, I'm going back. They're gonna they're gonna put our shot collars on for a couple of days and and get us talk back to there. all the sales guys and say this is what you're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, I'll be back Springfield, Missouri, but I do get to go to Wonders of Wildlife one night. You know the big uh, museum and, and aquarium back at the at uh, the Bass Pro Shops in Springfield. So that'll be fun. I get to go to the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame and the IGFA Hall of Fame and. Uh, get to hang out in in all those displays and I'll send photos. I'm sure you will. You got some uh, big. Uh, party that goes with it or is this all just meetings no, no, we'll, have, a- we'll have dinner at wonders of wildlife so that's kind of cool so you get to you get to go to wonders of wildlife and 
and corporate. You like the own. corporate world, do you? Hey, you know what? It is what it is, man. It's at least having to do with the fishing and I'm boating I'm the luckiest industry. SOB at the bar, Sep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go any further. It's got the dream job of a lifetime yeah, You know what here. it is? So, yeah, I'm the luckiest SOB at the bar. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right. Kent Brown and his usual bass fishing crap that none of us give a damn about. Oh, they do, too. Well, some of you yeah, do, the, apparently. You know, I mean, call in, write in. <laughs> if you want to hear more bass on California Sportsman, call Kent. <laughs> hey, our next guest is out there right now waiting for us to stop this useless dialogue. And that's our good friend, Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. And as always, I ask him to come up with Northern California opportunities for anglers. What do you got for us this week, Captain? Hey, well, good morning. First off, I was enjoying that dialogue. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Oh, you really put me to the test these last couple of weeks, uh, uh, freshwater opportunities. I was really encouraged to hear about Berryessa. So and, was I. Yeah, and what I was really interested in was, you know, we have this turnover at Eagle Lake. Now it seems like things are starting early, you know. Uh, uh, and then now those fish at Berryessa are up high in the water column, and that's been the way it's been at Comanche all summer long, even though on these really hot days, They've been at 30 and 40 feet, up to 50 feet, the trout, the holdover trout that are there. You know, they're probably going down as deep as they can to get in the cool water and still have sufficient oxygen around. If they drop down too deep, they'll be down in that hypolimnium without enough oxygen, even though it would be cooler. Now, that makes a lot of sense, but it's just really an interesting phenomenon. You know, you'd think they'd be a lot deeper right now, but that's where they're at. And uh, what I like what Big Nate said, it makes a lot of sense. If you're going to go fishing, you got to find the shad. Or the pond smelled. You got to find the bait if you're going to go for trout or whatever. So you know, makes- I think you're right, David. I think the one of the biggest keys for a lot of our anglers is know the difference between a, a shad and a pond smelt. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so many, so many times anglers say, "Oh man, they were running shad." No, they're actually running pond smelt. It's a totally different fish. It's a different, different color, look, different color, or no color. And, you know, so I mean, it's know the difference of what they're what they really are chasing at whatever lake you're fishing, yeah. like Eagle Lake. It's Lahontan Redside Minnow. Yeah. Easy to identify. Know what they're know what you know. It's the match the hatch thing. The fly guys have done forever. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I would say once again we're looking at the high country for our opportunities, but. You know, Tahoe, which had been outstanding, apparently is just shrouded in smoke. Well, and a, and a lot of our high country um, access points are closed off right now. Um, they've, they've The Forest Service has closed a lot of stuff off due to the mosquito fire as well. So you got to definitely know uh, what's open and where you're going. Yeah, that's a really good point. And the other aspect, I think, is that, you know, you have to go what what the fish are going to do. So right now, if you're going to fish in the low elevation lakes, there's nothing wrong with going at night and going for catfish because that has actually been one of the top species as far as we go. New Maloney's, Don Pedro, Amador, Comanche, all those lakes are great to go in the evening time for catfish, you know, and, and they're going to take, they're not going to be picky. They're eating right now. You know, they're, 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 they're fine. You know, they're not, this is not where they're waiting at the inlets waiting for food because there's no, water coming down the inlet yeah but when there will be water coming down you know every catfish in the lake is going to be waiting i I just have to remind everybody that want to do a little night fishing a little catfish we're starting into fall it's been summer uh repel is a great product to have in your tackle box or your boat yeah or 100 percent deed if you can smuggle it into california exactly right i mean i keep a can of repel in my boat because i go to clear lake well that's a good point uh 
Nobody likes to get eaten up by mosquitoes. Not and, at all. No, as far as that goes. You know, we have the Shaver Lake Kokanee Derby. It's the final one of the of the year today. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think that some people are going to find some big fish. There's still some 20 inches in there. But I think overall they're going to struggle. That kokanee bite has really slowed down in the last couple of weeks as those fish are turning. That has been, the you know, it's really interesting. Last year, Barry Essa had the biggest kokanee in the state up to 21 inches. This year it's been shaver. And, uh, you know, the whole entire kokanee thing has changed. I mean, all the lakes now, which has been so hot, you know, it's just time. Those fish are turning, they're spawning. The only place that you actually have a decent kokanee bite is up at Tahoe or Donner, actually kicking out some kokanee now, too, up to 12 inches. And um, that's where you're going to find your big max. They're going to be looking for those kokanee because there's not a lot of feed in Donner. And these next couple of months is going to be the time to hit those type of lakes and hit those higher elevation lakes. You know, Caples has been another really good producer. You know, I know guys have been catching and releasing some big browns up there. That is a that's- sleeper lake like I've never seen before. I don't even know if people know there's 20-pound Mackinac on that lake, too. You know, there's some big fish in there. Oh. But then, you know, you don't hear a lot about it, which is good in many ways because you don't want people going up there catching the 20-pound Mac and keeping it, you know, or 20-pound, uh, uh, you know, big brown and keeping it, you know. So a lot of those guys really don't like to talk about it, which is understandable. Absolutely. So you put them back. Yeah. Put them back every chance you can. Put it back. The bigger the fish, the worse table fare it is, too, by the way, folks. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what's going on as far as freshwater, and I think Kent makes a really good point. You really got to pay attention to what's going on, what areas are open, what areas are closed. Go to the Cal Fire uh, website is another place you can get information. Uh, you know, it's amazing how much information there is on the web. You know, you can, you know, one of the things that amazes me, Kent, is looking at the Folsom Lake launch ramps. If, you know, if you're going to go to Folsom Lake, you really got to pay attention to what's going on because a couple of those launch ramps closed this last week. I think Rattlesnake had closed. and Yeah, Rattlesnake's and, closed and uh, Folsom Point is closed, but the marina yeah. out at Folsom Lake Marina is open. Granite Bay is open. And we still were about four feet, Dave, before we go to, to 400 uh, and the lake goes to five mile an hour. And I know the trollers are just, they love that five mile an hour thing. We don't like it near as much, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we're about four feet away and the lake will go to five mile an hour. Yeah, that lake's been dropping about four feet a week, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it has, and and, uh, and it's going to continue to do so. So it's uh, it's definitely, uh, it will definitely be at five mile an hour here by, well, about the time we come on the air next week, probably. But, you know, just getting, just the fact that you can go on the Internet and check and see what the access is, because those those launches do close, uh, you know, in within a week. Yeah. You know, well, the best website out there to go to is the Folsom Lake Marina website because it's got the lake levels and it's got lake elevation and outflows, inflows, and all that stuff's right there on that page. So it's probably – that's kind of where I go if I want to look at water levels and stuff. Yeah, it tells you exactly when that launch is going to be out of the water, and that's another really uh, good yeah. advantage. Well, we've got one we've got one ramp at Granite Bay that's still underwater, um, and then there's definitely still – quite a bit of distance on the uh on the the Folsom Lake Marina ramp. So there's they we're not going to run out of a ramp for a while out there. That's wonderful, you know, cuz that's been the hot spot for It has. It's, it's so cool to see a I call it a new fishery. It's not, but it's so cool to see these guys it really kind of putting that fishery together and I fish that lake so often. It's just cool to see another fishery in that lake like that. 
Yeah, it's been years since it's really taken off like that, but this year has been phenomenal. Yeah. And they're still catching them, and they're predicting they're going to catch those big kings through October, you know, as the water cools. The only problem is you got to pay attention to your graph. Yeah. Because if you don't, lose some gear. Well, and, and with today's graphs, it's probably pretty advisable to have a mapping card out there, you know, like the, you know, like the Lawrence, uh, C maps or whatever you're going to have in those. Have that mapping card that shows you that underwater structure, the topographical structure of the lake. It's going to help you an awful lot. Oh, excellent point, Ken. Excellent point. Now the bass fishing's been good there too, hasn't it? Been really good. Yeah, it's been really good. So it's been fun out there. And, and, uh, and you know, it's n- not a lot of pressure. The cool part is we went out the lake the other night. Obviously it was super hot, but there was very, very little launch ramp traffic. So that was good. That was great because I know some of the launch ramps this, this last week, it was like two hours. To- that oh, actually- was on the three day weekend. Yeah, that was a little ugly, but th- they all went to school. So it's good. Now we can go, we can go use our lake again. <laughs> hey, Dave, I'm looking at the uh, Tahoe sport fishing photo in the latest edition of Western Outdoor News. That man has got a stringer full. He sure does. Boy, they've been, you know, what's amazing to me is that, that Captain Zach Gordon, he trolled 12 lines. Or- <laughs> Twelve lines. You'd have to to get this many kokanee. I'm trying to count them right now. But to have twelve lines on the boat at 110 to 120 feet. Now that is really that. That you know what you're doing to be able to do that. Yeah. I've yeah, had that, four down with four stacked before. That gives me eight out the back, and that's impossible to get some more than you. You don't even want to catch a fish on that. No, I, I'll be honest with you, Seth. But the rods on the are still on the front deck of my Ranger from the other night. And we stopped and ate dinner on the way back for the lake. And so we said, you want to put your rods away? And I said, they'd have to steal them all because they couldn't get one out from underneath that pile right now. So yeah, <laughs> all tangled together. Yeah, they'd have to take them all without a doubt. So, you know, one thing too, Sep handed me a note, Dave, that, uh, our buddy JD Richie's, um, his guide licenses permits been approved for, uh, uh, pyramids. So he's starting to book trips. What starting in October, Sep? That's right. It opens up October 1st and runs through March and, uh, I know a couple of guys that would like to go on that Smalley. You can get your line stretched. Bob Smalley and I and Cliff Speediachi and Kent Brown ought to go do that. I think, I think that, that trip is kind of a bucket list trip. I'd like to, I'd like to do that. You'd like to probably catch a 20 pound cutthroat. Just for a photo. Yeah. That'd be fun. Exactly. Dave, have have you done it yet? Have you been out to Pyramid? I've been to Pyramid, but I've never fished there. And, uh, you know, JD's invited me to go up. I used to need to make that trip because you're right. The last several years since this pilot peak strain has been introduced and they've made taken over that fishery. It is people are coming from all over the United States. It is a world class destination. There is yeah. no question about it. And I hope that eventually it sinks into the state of California and the Department of Fish and Wildlife that our sturgeon fishery could be a world class destination. Just like they do up below the Bonneville, up and tell them that they'll screw it up. Up into Oregon, they have got it mastered with catch and release, sport fishing at its finest, and we're just take, 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 taking out here, and it's we're not utilizing it to the benefit of the state or the people of the state. No question about it, but I do think you know the the slot limit, proposed slot limit for striped bass, is going to help overall with the sturgeon because they. And I talked to Jonathan Nelson, who's an anadromatous fish biologist. He said we are looking very closely at sturgeon. But as fishermen, we need to put pressure on the on the Department of Fish and Game and the Fish and Game Commission. Well, there's there's a subject for next week because I want to talk about the dove situation that Jim Matthews wrote about in this last edition that came out and got me all ticked off, too. 
So <laughs> Dave, we'll have another subject for next week. Thanks for hooking up with us. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. We appreciate you, my friend. Hey, Dave, guys. Thank you. Well, Mr. Brown, we got through another one. We did. Music's playing. And it's time I, to go. I am so excited about the opportunity to put Tuesday. my new big 20, hey, 75 fishermen on the hey, water. Seth, put the plug in it. I will have a plug in it. You can bet on it. If I don't get, come back next week, you know I didn't. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then. This is Seb. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.